Hey everybody, this is Rich from the Metal Cell Podcast. Shout out to our main sponsors, Rise and Sons, the award-winning brewery in Cork. Next time you're down, lads, I'll be bringing you there. Please, God, we can have a few points and chat before the gig. <laughs> if you're up for it. Should we be covering other, other brands? <laughs> <laughs> this is me drinking wine, but anyway. So it's uh, the last podcast of 2022, I'm glad to say. It's been a bit tiring. I couldn't have wished to celebrate in a better way with ye releasing your long-awaited album, You Will Need Gods. And that is coming out on December the 20, what, 3rd, is it, or 21st? 23rd. 23rd. We Christmas stocking filler. Yeah, that's mad. Like, was it always going to be sometime in December or was it just the way it planned out? Or It was just whatever, whatever went. It was like we had... Uh, quite a lengthy recording process and then by the time we actually got it to Raj at Curse Monk it was really at, at that stage it was just finding an available window and then I think he'd moved as well at one point it would kind of maybe push things back a wee bit but um, like we were happy to see it on this side of the year for sure Oh absolutely yeah we had the Metal Cell Awards last night on the podcast and you came up a few times put it mildly okay. so so on it, there was um, Joe from Gamma Bomb, Howard from Partalon, Danielle and Evan and myself. Without giving too much away, there is an award going your way, but it might necessarily be the one you were hoping for, but still. Ireland's shittiest band, lad. <laughs> <laughs> too many more years of that. <laughs> but yeah, it was great to see you nominated in quite a few um, categories, actually, lad. So congratulations on that. You made quite an impression over the year. You'd be glad to know. And it Thanks hasn't, very much, man. It hasn't yeah. gone unnoticed. Yeah, cool. Everyone's been really cool to us. It's been fun. <clears throat> it was really lovely seeing you guys at the gig as well, at the Crypt oh. of the Rift. Jesus, that was chaotic. It was great. It was great, but uh, chaotic. You were, you were well oiled. <laughs> oh, yeah. Would you expect anything less? <laughs> no. Let's talk about the performance then. I can tell you about my adventures later on that night. You brought in a strong set into the gig. Had that set changed much over the last few weeks or months? No, I think that's the set that we played more or less in... Limerick. Okay. Oh, for um, yeah, for Monkfest, but there was a, a couple couple dropped off it because it was only a wee half hour set there on Friday, but um I still yeah. messed up the order. <laughs> you mean uh, we had an extra one, I think we had a brand brand new one to tag on to the end, but we ran over, I think. Then, okay. Yeah. And Dave, was Monkfest your first gig with the lads? It was, yeah, yeah. It was a, a, a baptism of fire. I think I yeah. joined the band about a week and a half before that. I don't think I'd officially joined the band at that point. I was just, yeah. uh, I, was given, <laughs> I was given 14 songs and told to learn them. I was like, okay, yeah, we'll, see how, <laughs> wow. we'll see how that goes. But, That's yeah. brilliant, man. They love putting people under pressure, I'd say, these lads. That's a people don't know half the stories that's going on in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Is, have I got more to learn, boys? Is that what's happening? Oh, we're pricks. We're totally pricks. <laughs> no, look, honestly, like, uh, like the, the the lads have been uh, very, very kind to me, and uh, like they, they helped me out a lot learning the tracks, and uh, it, it's it's been a fun time. It's it's been good. Yeah, and what's your background before that, Dave? I've been doing this for way too long. 
Like <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been in bands for many, many years and uh, things just never seem to work out, but uh, yeah, we're, we're at a place now where I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm doing. So and that's important too, man. And is it just bass here? Yeah. Yeah. It's always, always been bass. I, I played guitar for years when I was much, much younger, yeah. but it didn't suit me. Yeah. Four, four strings is the, is the only amount of strings you need. Respect, man. Respect. <laughs> I fucking love real bass players. There's not enough us around. I'll include myself in that. <laughs> we need more bass players. Yeah. Did you enjoy your debut gig down in Limerick? Was that the first time you'd been in Limerick? It was. I'd, I'd never played further south in Dublin, so it, okay. was, it was good. It was good to get down there, and it was it was amazing. It it, it was so strange to me to see that many people enjoying music, mm. and uh, <laughs> and get and getting behind the bands. It was it was a really really good show. I loved it. It was brilliant. Yeah, because you had um, tombs and slung from a tree and fraught on the bill as well. Like sure, yep. Jesus, yeah. Great bunch of lads there straight away. <laughs> they really are, yeah. Yeah. I'd 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 put my hand up and say I'd never heard of Slung from a Tree before, but meeting the boys down there, they're a great, great bunch of fellas. You know like, all about them now. <laughs> I I certainly do. Yeah. One they, experience is all you need with those guys. Just one experience, even ten minutes, and you're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and of course a big shout out to Owen for making the trip up um to Belfast. Absolutely. Indeed. The same. Yeah. In fairness, like, I think the lads got the train up as far as I know. Yeah, I had um, I had texted Owen uh, the day before just saying, look, if you're coming up, can you do me a favor and just make sure your car doesn't smell because there's going to be <laughs> cops everywhere. And he's like, oh, no, no, I'm getting the train. It's all good. And I was like, yeah, do whatever you want then. You're fine. <laughs> But I love uh, it. no, it was yeah, I was stuck. It was really nice. Like that's that's it's a really nice thing to see when people come, like whether it's for a band or for for a show. Like when people travel around the country to see that, um, it kind of makes the gig a wee wee bit more special than just your standard Friday night. Let's go out on the town and get a taxi home with her. So, um, and it was like I think for us as well, even just kind of experiencing. I think one we're friends with. Uh, with all of the bands on the bill, bar yeah. Dusk Amadeus, who we met that night. But when you have that much crack inside the gig and that much crack outside oh, the gig, yeah. it, it just that's that's perfect. Like, and we, I don't think we realized how much we actually feed off that. But I think yeah. after, after that show, we were, we were all just kind of going, "Did we just play a good show? <laughs> 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 that was class. That was really really good." Yeah, I mean, I was watching the, well, I was up the front, obviously, but you did seem to be having so much fun, uh, especially you, Rowan, um, out the front, man, you were, you were lapping it up, so you were. Yeah, it was just great. Like, we had enough room as well, which was mm. something that isn't very, like, doesn't happen very often, so it just, and then, like, seeing you, you guys was just, like, icing on the cake, like, it was, you just one of those, like, surprises, Yeah, like, halfway through the night, like, like I know that dude, and then it was like, <laughs> I was like everyone was down. So I think we were just really loose, and then it just it, it worked yeah. out really good for us. Like, yeah, actually, that's a good way of describing <clears throat> it. Loose but really fucking heavy. Uh, the sound was fantastic right throughout the night as well, and um, that always yeah. helps. Yeah, so, so, I think as well, like the traveling up, I thought I was going to miss sound check and everything as well because of the weather and the traffic and through Dublin. And there was oh. all the shitty stuff happened at the beginning. And then when we got there, we got the sound check. We met you guys. It was just like, this is awesome. It's going to be a great gig. Yeah. And it just sort of loosened up. 
Yeah, Dublin is such a shithole to get through in <laughs> fucking place. <laughs> Did I say that out loud? Oh, no. Just invent teleport already. Yeah, just <clears throat> get a proper fucking bridge and can overshoot the whole fucking city, man, and put eight lanes in it. They can put 50 lanes in there. They'd all be still, blocked. It's still not enough. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Eddie, you were doing double duty on the night, man. I was. Yeah. yeah, congratulations on Soma, man. What a fucking performance. Mm. Was not that was expecting good. that. That no, was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, obviously, towards the end of the Molar Bear set, I was a wee bit uh, cramped up. But it was good. It was good. Uh took me about three days to recover, though. Really? Yeah, I'm not in the 20s anymore, man. Yeah. Far from it. Still like a bit of boot. <laughs> Because I was uh, a bit critical at one stage, rudder to Sky Pilot follow Soma. No, uh, Sky Pilot um, went on after, so in between, um, I sort of asked if possible, could I get a wee break so I could have a wee pint and nice uh, and come back up. Which I think was good if I'd have rolled straight through. Um, there's no way I would have got through our set. No chance. Wow, but, it is interesting that um, you would have been playing for probably an hour. Eddie, would it have yeah, been in total? Yeah, an hour, um, which is weird because we play a lot longer than that in like one setting at practice on a Sunday. We'd play for a couple of hours and it'd be fine. Yeah. But I think when you're on stage and giving it fucking stacks and yeah. adrenaline. Okay, so yeah, and, and the adrenaline as well. And the pints. <laughs> and the pints, obviously. <laughs> yeah, um, but no, uh, obviously it's something that I've always wanted to do for a while and with Soma, I would like to do more Muller Bear and Soma shows because it's just good getting a good bunch of lads together and um, I have to get the stamina up though if we're going to do that. It's the only, only exercise you get these days. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the rest of the bands on the bill? Did any of you go Saturday night? No, couldn't make it down. I had to come back down to Leash for a family do, unfortunately. You left... Saturday at Rowan. Yeah, you... I, I I went straight back down the road then after. So I, I dropped Devon home and then the next morning I got up early and came back down. Oh yeah, you didn't go back down on, on that night because it was so cold. And If I wasn't dropping Devon home, I probably would have gone all the way back down. Really? There's something wrong with me. There is something wrong with him. Yeah. That's, everybody knows. <laughs> Where are you again? Is it Mead or somewhere? Is it? Or... Uh, Leash, Valley Brothers. Somewhere uh, between as, the prison and the hospital. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But um, Elder Druid, always a great band to finish tonight. They were sounding fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I texted Jake afterwards and I was like, man, your new shit is fucking yeah. ass. Like that's like, I'm, I'm way more into that than not the sort of fuzzy doomy stuff, but like what they're doing now is really interesting. Like it's a take on a take. Um, and it's like there's there's nobody sounding like Elder Dread right now. And that's that's a class thing for them. Yeah, but it's yeah. so together though. The sh- like the shows there. The... Yeah, yeah. This is I love it. <laughs> it's like Greg. Greg was chatting about his shirt when we were up in the the dressing room, and he was saying it's like a I can't remember vampire clown or vampire goth or something. It was like the <laughs> style of the shirt. Oh, <laughs> and it's like but there's like a jacket. There's a whole thing, and he's just like, yeah, I just wear this stuff on. But it works, you know. It's, it does. It's, it's like it's it's a, de- a very definite frontman thing that that yeah. he has that look, you know, and he's kind of got the 
There's Jim some Morrison. there's something yeah, Jim Morrison esque about it that's yeah. like really intriguing. I love it. They're such firm favourites up there anyway, but you're always kind of feeling with Elder Druid that they're a band that could definitely take the next big step if it comes to them. Yeah. Oh Jesus, I mean Jake is the most driven person I know yeah. anywhere. Like the guy's fucking insane for it. Like he absolutely <laughs> lives and breathes for everything to do with with this. Mm. And he does it so effortlessly. And every time you speak to him, you're just like, How are you getting on, man? And he's like, I know it's all good. It's all good. Like it's just <laughs> you could you know, like there's kind of like fifty percent all of this is the bollocks, and then the other fifty percent where it's like he sees the positive outcomes in everything he's doing. Mm. And uh and, and like and rightly so when it's it's class like we we were chatting on on uh, Friday about the first first time like that I had sort of been um, introduced to Jake and it was like a it's like a drummer from a band had bought some guitar pedals off me and he's like man you got to check out this guitarist you got to check out this band blah 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 yeah. the guitarist only has one arm and I was mm-hmm. like right okay um and I think I that sent you a good Facebook thing and then like three days later he was on like ultimate guitar had an, an article on him that's right he was, he was doing like a i think it was a fu manchu song or something i was like what the actual fuck like this kid's like 16 mm. and i'm 37 <laughs> 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 you know what i mean but it was class to see and like that dude has just gone from strength to strength like he just he's he's very much <laughs> like like he's he's in control of what he's doing and it's it's class like yeah like I don't um, remember saying goodbye to any of you, so I presume we must have all met outside and then <laughs> fucked off. Yes, okay, because yeah. I was I was being getting a bit stressed over trying to get back to where I was staying. You see, and uh, Freddie from Nomadis and Mark Russell came up with an idea of let's drive to Neil's house, the rhythm guitarist of Nomadis, and we'll have a few beers. So off we went and few beers, more smokes, and it was around quarter to three in the morning, I would say, getting out Please of Freddy's. Please tell me you weren't driving. No, Christ. <laughs> but I got out of his car anyway, and he goes, you sure you're okay, man? And it was like fucking Bambi on ice, literally heading over to the B&B. <laughs> and I remember like trying, like, and it's without naming names, but the guy that... I was staying with his B&B. He was this old guy and he, he asked me what time oh, was man. I going to be. Well, he asked me what time was I going to be home. At Don't run a B&B then. Like, right? Go find another job. <laughs> I said, I'd be home around half 12, you know, fucking going. <laughs> this, is, this is quarter, three in the morning. I'm shivering out at the door going, Jesus Christ, I'm going to wake the whole fucking house up here. Like, so I get through the first section and into the second section. I'm in the kind of living room at this stage looking around and then I go fuck it I think I'm over here to the left opened the door looked in and there was two beds there and I closed the door and I didn't know anymore you see so it was uh, next morning and there was a fucking banging on the door and it was uh, Richie Richie and I'm out like I'm fully clothed on the bed out of it like and I just wake up going right I'm obviously not at home so where the fuck am I? Like I literally had no clue. And here was the stranger going, Richie, are you okay? Are you coming out? And I'm there. 
yeah, yeah, I'm coming out. And I got up off the bed and immediately fell up against the fucking chest of drawers oh, and knocked the lampshade and everything. Oh, shit. I, I was fucking still fucked. He kept knocking anyway, so I, I answered the door anyway, and he goes, ah, Jesus, your breakfast is getting cold. And I'm there, oh, yeah, sound, Jeff. Fuck. What the <laughs> hell? So I walk out and I sit down and like he's serving up this fry to me. I'm going, Jesus Christ, it must be like fucking 12 o'clock or something. And it was, I checked my watch, it was quarter to fucking 10. Oh, no. <laughs> Fuck's those, sake. Uh, those sessions where you're, where you're mind wiped drunk, where like you wake up and it's like a brand new place. It, it, uh, it's just like, man, that's and the, most, what? the most hectic. Yeah, and he kept talking to me, you know, and I was just going, will you ever shut the fuck up? And, you know? <laughs> so I just said, you know what? I'm actually going to go out and turn on the engine of my car and defrost it. So I just a hoodie on me and I went out and I turned on the engine of the car. And then this dude comes out over the wall to me and he goes, ah, the roads are very bad, you know? And I goes, oh, yeah, they are. And he goes, what accent is that? I goes, yeah, I'm from Cork. And he was one of those slow talkers. And then he started going, I know somebody <laughs> from Cork. Like, like the I'm, uncle from Dairy Girls. <laughs> and I'm Dairy. Oh, really? Yeah. I I played football and hurling with some team from Cork and I'm going, Jesus fucking Christ. The fucking petrol will be gone in the car by the time this fucker finishes his story. Like, oh, lads. Unreal. But you know what? It's all part of the crack, isn't it? Well, it's part of the memories anyway, for sure. Because, yeah. I mean, I had to fucking drive home then rattling like a fucking skeleton with nerves and <laughs> everything else. Like, I, I left two hours before I should have, like, because of being dragged out of the bed by your man. You didn't even get the value out of the stay. Nah. I'd, uh, say, I'd say if I was stopped, it would have been interesting. Put it that way. You made That's it anyway. It. I did indeed. I got home and then I was literally told, get fucking shower, dressed, you're going out. <laughs> Dad mode. Yeah, it was a hectic weekend, but brilliant. Just one mm. of those class moments in time. Right, so enough about me. We're here to talk about the album. But we're going to do it track by track, if you don't mind. Let's just talk about the opening track, Cataclysm. What was that originally called? Was that? Andrew. <laughs> Not, nothing exciting on that one. It okay. was... Uh, Excuse me. We had um, uh, and and you and you what I wanted to start the album with, like a sound of a guitar, like but like a repeating thing, um, and myself and Eddie had done done a jam, like she's about a year before we recorded, and then we had this one, and I think like like where we would keep like playlists of of the the tracks that we were demoing. Mm -hmm. And I had sort of swapped these two tracks about it to start going, I really like this one, but it's quite effect heavy and a bit of a bollocks to pull off. <laughs> and I think okay. the when like when Eddie and I, like particularly over COVID, where it was maybe just Eddie and I just were the only ones able to make it up for practice, like that the track cataclysm name, it, it was one that it just worked better. Um okay. um and then like Rowan just fleshed all that shit out with words. Excellent. Okay. Give it a blast then.
I remember. Um... It's really about your stay in that BNB. <laughs> <laughs> when I had this on demo format, the gift. I was out in Kos and Greece listening to this, and I, I think I texted you, Eddie, going, "Thank you, man, for fucking such a great uh, album to be listening to on holidays, man." I was angrily tipping my flip flops alongside the pool to this. The second track is "Fail to See," which I think was called. Is it Enya, you will know us by the trail of the dead? No. That's exactly the one. Yep. That's the one. And so that must have been hard to fucking change that title. Like, <laughs> <is> it? Yes. <laughs> Couldn't fit it on the back of the CD. What? Couldn't fit it on the back of the CD. Really? No, I'm joking. Oh. <laughs> I actually bought the CD, lads, in fairness to me. Oh, thanks very much, man. Oh, yeah. fair play, man. That's one seal, everybody. One seal. <laughs> Let it be registered and acknowledged. Uh, anything that's special about this that people would want to know about it, Rowan? Was it a uh, difficult track to record? It's it's a great it's a great second track actually. Good introduction to the album. And know. I've summed yeah. it up perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a. It, it turned out better. Like when it's, it was one of the more difficult ones to to put lyrics to. Um, like the. Like we didn't really start with a concept and work backwards. Everything just sort of fell into what it is. So like the artwork and everything, and we sort of tied it together in post more than we set out to like write a specific thing. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yeah, that's why it's kind of like nursery rhyme start. A lot of it is actually what felt kind of like good to, to say rhythmically along with the song. Mm. And then it sort of was like it kind of get molded a bit into what it was rather than we set out with like this one's going to be about whatever that's about. And to think if that uh, TV show Wednesday was out when you were looking for ideas for the video, would you have gone with that dance? That's all lady. <laughs> We've been doing that, I think, since COVID, just taking demos and putting them over like uh, random like creatures and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's um, so much out there that you could actually put music to. It's oh, just fucking ridiculous. Like so, uh, even at DistroKid now, I think you can actually put it to specific like clips oh. of things, like the Clerks one and all that stuff. Oh <clears> wow! Okay. Yeah, they've like automated a lot of it. Although AD did all those himself, I just like only oh, found this feature today. Ah, to AD. impressive. I love this band. There's so many of you involved in it, doing all these great things. Okay, this is fail to see. my Fugazi influence there. I 
think I probably said said it to you vocally wise there, Rowan. Fugazi? Fugazi, yeah, that just reminds me of Fugazi. That uh, vocal delivery. Mo would be more like a Fugazi kind of dude, no? I'm not. Oh, I, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like, do, do you, do you hear that, the... Andy, in that? No. Um, when you think of it yes. now, like when I bring it up. Yeah, like that, that kind of. Like even the riff that's underneath it, that kind of slightly octaves type thing. That's that's a, a very fugazi type thing. Yeah, so yeah. like, and I think I know Rowan wouldn't have went in very conscious of that, but I think his vocal lends itself, yeah, to to that style in the same way that the fugazi boys do. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was gonna say. You're kind of like the puppet master in the background, well, specifically <laughs> on that that track, like because some of those, like those bits, the changes and stuff. Like I find it difficult to learn some of them because I was like coming up and down and we had the COVID thing as well. Mm. So, so, so like I hammered my way through a lot of the practices, just tripping over myself. Um, but I think it's more like Mo's phrasing lends itself to that kind of style of, of sing. Like, I don't know. It just puts me in that track. Okay. So it's probably, AD... I, I'm totally uncultured. I don't, I don't listen to Fugazi. <laughs> Fucking shame on you. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try harder next time. Just uh, steady diet or nothing or repeat or one of those albums. You can't. The go argument. Out. We had this discussion. The argument is the best Fugazi album. There's no getting past it. Uh, <laughs> did, did I agree with you? I don't think I did, did I? I don't think you did, but uh, I was still right. Ironically, the argument's the best album. <laughs> Eddie, just talk to me on the drums with that track. How did you approach it? Yeah, well, that one, um, I think we had that sort of... The, snare intro part sort of knocking around in some form for a while and uh, then the rest just sort of fell together. I tried to sort of mimic what the guitars were doing um, as much as possible just to keep it as punchy as we could and then uh, when we went in to record the, the drum room at Start Together is class and um, I think it sounds really good um, on, on the recording. Um, yeah, a lot of the stuff, I think, going through the album, a lot of the stuff you can hear, the songs that we wrote, uh, like different combinations of us wrote yeah. as a COVID. Yeah. So like, you can hear the songs that were maybe just me and Mo and then me, Mo and Rowan and one's Dara's riffs. Like, I think um, you can really hear that in the, the whole thing. But the drums, I'm, I'm really happy with. Yeah. Um, how they came out, especially on that song. Um the big riff at the end, the, the drum sound. Yeah. yeah. Dave, feel free to jump in at any stage as well and leave us. You know. see, it's it's different for me because I, I I obviously wasn't involved in writing or recording the album, but yeah. uh, I mean, like that that track, because uh, it, it's so early on in the album. When I was listening to the tracks to learn everything, it just mm. it, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Yeah, and I was like, this this is great. I, yeah. The lads did a real good job on it. Yeah, as we're working our way through it, I want you to flag as well, which is your favorite song to play live, if you don't mind. Okay, track number three was The Chalice, and this was Militia Joe, Joan Hart, was it? Yeah. For fuck's sake, like, come on. <laughs> How did it go track. from there to The Chalice? When it was originally Militia Joan Hart, I don't think there was any lyrics. I think no. the, the, the yeah. Okay. So Just it's actually AD wrote some of the lyrics for this, right? Uh, for right. the chorus, and then uh, the sort of beginning of this is like I played a lot of Diablo three at one point, 
and there's a part where there's like a spoken bit and that's actually the basis of the first verse of this so there's like a bit that Malthale, the char- this character Malthale, which is like uh, this angel or whatever in the game, like mm-hmm. has this really creepy bit of dialogue. And I was like, that's badass. That should be in a song. And then that's where that started. There's a, there's a lot of like stuff I did during lockdown, which was I kind of incorporated in like playing lots of video games. But like yeah. 80 came along with the chorus and then because i was we were just sitting with that because it's really low mm-hmm. as well and it's it's actually quite challenging live because because it comes in at that flat yeah um okay. to do so like but 80 wrote the lyrics for that so he was like what about this and i was like that that's gonna work so <laughs> you know because we because yeah. we was on our own for so long i like haven't we set up here like a i can just sit up a mic stand and the poor dog was losing his mind. Now I was just shouting in this room and my wife was losing her mind, but it, we got to try out different things and layer things up a little bit as mm-hmm. well. So when we got to the studio, we could go, okay, we want, we had a good idea of yeah. what we were trying to do. So yeah. like when, when things presented themselves, like the wee megaphone, uh, oh, yeah, there was like track, some bits. Yeah. yeah. There were some bits we really fought for like in harbingers as well. Like, mm-hmm. um, and it, it just it ended up being really good because of the, the we were able to focus on small things and say oh, we want this we want it to be like this like yeah. in the recording so going so, forward with with you as a band do you think the idea is now going to be a lot more shared and will it be through band jams that you can flesh out ideas or what like because i mean it's, yeah, it was well, uh, it's a big difference from COVID, like thankfully. But the, we have about three or four tunes now on the burner that have more or less all been written. With all Great. Great. Um, and, and they're a lot of fun to play. Um, just bits and pieces, obviously, where we all haven't been there, but um, the vast majority of it is, uh, and it, it, it does sound different for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd say, say you guys, you and Mo made the kernels for those the three new ones yeah but yeah. we've had like practice yeah uh, how many times three. would you meet up for practice in a month uh, every sunday between four or three okay that's not bad like mm-hmm. considering yeah. we do i think i think the good thing is we don't like marry marry ourselves to like this is how we do it like if someone's got a, a an idea or a good idea we just all play on it mm. yeah and then that doesn't yeah, surprise me, out. though. That doesn't surprise me, Richie. No, yeah. I could see it's the only. I, 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 as we have went, as kind of grown together <laughs> as a band, like it's definitely been, like I know when we started, you kind of have that, you know, Rome would have had a song and I would have had a song and like Rob or, or guitar at this time would have come in with ideas, and so you kind of had like it felt like three quarters coming from one person and then the rest was just as the band put it together and now it's more. Um, and I was saying to the guys, like, I find myself writing to 80 more, where 80 as a drummer is now more uh, ex- expressive and creative. And, like, you know, he has this idea for a drum thing. And so he's presenting that to us, and we're almost kind of writing to that. Okay. And then from the back of that, then he's then writing drums through the riffs that we come up with on the back of that. And, um, and the, I know Rowan and I have had this conversation before where, like, we're not trying to write any particular style of song. 
Yeah. It's like what you're hearing is literally just five idiots in a room making <laughs> whatever stupid noise works, works <laughs> for them. And if it works for other people in class, but like it's not, we're not trying to be a sludge man. We're not trying to be a, a doom yeah. man. We're not trying yeah. to do this. It's just, it happens to be, we like big, loud things and we like yeah. hanging out with each other. So yeah. that's just the result of that. So I'd say I've, I've noticed that as well from when AD was in Jackal Feud, like, and Mola Berry's definitely come forward and going like, like going, here's some lyrics and here's like, mm. what if we do this here? So like, we all just sort of like kind of work to work our bits together and it just sort of um, meshes. And they, you're still just kind of fitting Square into that. Peg round hole. <laughs> you're still trying to fit into that dynamic, Dave. I, do you know what? It, it, it's great. It, like I, I feed off the drums quite a lot, as bass players tend to do. Right. And uh, and and Eddie's it, a really, really good drummer, so it, it's 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 easy to sort of. You're welcome. Dude. You're welcome. <laughs> but it's it's easy it's easy to play off Eddie, and then the riffs just come at me from the from the rest of the boys. And uh, I mean, I'm not doing anything particularly fancy. But yes. you know, I, I like to think that I'm I'm getting some stuff in there that's that, that's working and it's it's meshing well. It's the yes. same as, as as most bands, you know. It's yeah. it's you feed off each other in a room and uh, yeah. and good things will happen. Yeah. Speaking of roughs coming at you, your rig is like a train through a pigeon. Like, <laughs> I stand exactly across from you in the practice room, and it's like it's crushing. It's it is so, good. so fucking loud. <laughs> like every, every bass player we have, like Dave's like our 126 bass player now, and but. Uh, Hopefully a wee keeper. I I have to say, I'm just saying it out loud. I'm fond of a wee Dave. Is everybody else mm-hmm. fond of a wee Dave? Yeah, yeah. He's, glass, he's got a great glass. stage presence anyway, so I'm fond yeah. of Dave too. <laughs> I, there's not much I can do. I'm six foot six. I just <laughs> I take up a lot of space. <laughs> if that's what stage presence <laughs> is, then. But it's fucking frightening. Like the fact that you like one, you're playing those kind of like neon guitars, <laughs> and then two, you're kind of standing above the the bass rack anyway. And then three, <laughs> like the, as Rowan said, when that like we were playing, we have a uh, a new song called Erasure Head, Head, which we were meant to play on Friday, but we didn't get a chance okay. to. Um, and Dave starts that just on bass, and it hits you in the chest. It, it actually it sits on your chest, and like <laughs> we last last Sunday we were down. And uh, I got I missed the Sunday. I can't even remember why I wasn't there before. But the like just hearing that for the first time with everybody coming together, and it was just like, holy shit! <laughs> like yeah. as a band to kind Bless of get it. that. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, but like, it's lovely to kind of experience that when it's your mates who are making that sound, and you're like, I fucking love this. Yeah, let's just keep doing this. This is amazing. Yeah. So. Um, it makes the rest of it just so much easier, mm. and because... the versatility as well coming in, like being that Steve wrote like the bass for the whole album, and he had like a specific style as well, and he he did a fantastic job on the album. Um, like that has to be said too, and like he was really into his sounds and stuff like that. But there's like a a viscerality or something to Dave's playing. It's it's just different styles, mm. I guess. But like uh, like Mo says in Erasure Head, it just it's like it's being it's like being hoofed in the nuts repeatedly. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, that makes me sound weird. It comes across that way live as well. It's fucking great, man. I, I've just always tried to find like the, the grossest sound I could out of a bass while still being audible, you know. But <laughs> okay. it's clear as well. That's the cool thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll go on to the chalice and we'll give this 
Oh yeah, the album. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was what was that maybe the second or third song lads is it second yeah yeah, yeah. it's class I'm really glad to hear that because like that that one's always like I'm always worried about that vocally. it's a difficult one to probably for you as you said yeah. with that kind of flat delivery yeah but like when it works it works really well yeah. when it goes it wrong, it's really bad it absolutely worked yeah okay um, those songs, those songs like um, are sort of in our wheelhouse, that's where I feel most com- comfortable playing that sort of tempo. That sort of, I could drink a beer to this, or yeah, you know, see, sort of... yeah, it's actually a good point. There's a few like that. <laughs> Hatchet Storm is next, uh, that kept its name, yeah. I'll fuck with that, yeah, exactly. Okay, I'll give this a blast. to look angry on a sun lounger while that was playing <laughs> it was so difficult <laughs> tell us about the rant and how did that come about in the song something people might not know about me is i am quite an angry person and uh <laughs> the band is the outlet for that <laughs> okay i'm not sure how that uh it just sort of like uh dara has like an immense solo that goes over that mm. We had this like really long ride out and I thought yeah, oh, I was pissed off at the time. And uh, I just thought like, 
it it lends itself well to like a, a like a monologue type thing mm-hmm. and the more i sort of thought about it like uh i just i don't know sometimes it just works and then i just started writing that and that's that's how it turned out yeah. <laughs> but it's like i suppose the, the, there's like a, a a vein through the all the songs about a bit this topic um and like a bit of bit this of dystopian futility and stuff like that mm-hmm. so uh i just basically set the mic up and just did a load of rants in this room and uh uh, like driving the dog and my wife mad again um and that just came out kind of organically so that's 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 what that is to be able to do that uh, andy maybe you could just maybe just talk through about the the song up to that point and then when ron came in with that section so must, the, have, must have felt good yeah that was that was actually one um i think that was the the main bulk of the first half of that song was ron and eddie had thrown that together um and uh like it's it's really i I, like i love that that kind of fast trip it like it reminds me of um the original sort of belfast scene that we would have started in around uh sort of late 90s early 2000s where like there was a type of um metally type sound that was moving away from what would have been thrash and sort of traditional type metal bands okay um and that that opening riff it just like every time i hear that i just i'm just i am in 1999 again it's it's Mm. it's class yeah but it's um and um with the the second half of that rowan has like a a ton of shit going on with like if you hear these kind of like random wheels and stuff going on in the background it's rowan's rowan's guitar setup is it's just built for space noises. It's, it's so you'll hear all these just all the time, um, and uh, and these kind of accent different bits and stuff. But it's 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 class. Like it's so much fun to play, um, yeah. And like it, as like you'll hear it and like that that opening riff. Like that was I think Zadi you had started that originally before the guitars come on. So that's that's one word like that's led by the drums essentially, mm. um. But and you can feel that like when. when when you when you kind of start into that like everybody's just kind of pulled up immediately into this just kind of like you're you're pounding it like there's you couldn't play that song quietly or slowly no 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 it's one of those ones that's one of the reasons the album was so long getting done like we took we i agonized and pissed everyone off over the song so much just because there were lots of little touches like um the chorus there's like this there's like a an effect on the voice thing that we had. Rec- I think you probably have the original, where it's like more echoey and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. There, like we dragged our asses on this one to just to to make sure we had everything. Like, uh, like I'm sure Nile once wanted to kill me over it. Like, so uh, we're just glad we took our time with it in the end. But yeah, it takes a different life of its own then when you play it live, which is great. You know. Thank you. When I when I was learning to play that one, I was also in the middle of painting a pebble dash wall. So the uh, the rant at the end of it was uh, <laughs> was very much appreciated. It, it that anger got me through. It painted my wall for me, Ron. Thanks. I think this might be my favorite one to play live, mm. just because I get to have a big stinking shit the bed rant at the end, <laughs> and like, yeah. 
I think and, I, that one appeals more to the perf- like the performance side of like what like of like the set to me. Mm. Um, and the wee riff that we play, like uh, it makes me feel fancy. It's not even that complicated. <laughs> but <laughs> and of course, the the next song leads into it again. It was just like, oh man, this is fucking great. We'll talk about Harbingers or Harbingers or Harbingers. Most responsible for the meshing of everything. He had the the good overview of that. Yeah, you like this next track, don't you? Like Richie? Well, you know, you haven't mentioned to us before, but I'm near sure you do. You see, I'm kind of glad in a way that like you didn't follow my advice and release it as a single because what would have happened is you would have become insanely popular. <laughs> One of you would have been going out with Taylor fucking Swift. Like yeah. Kim Kardashian would be going wrong wearing fucking mm-hmm. Muller Bear t-shirts yeah. and Snow yeah. Patrol Tigers. would be asking me to write songs from. So all in ah. all, I'm glad you didn't release it. because Decisions were made. Richie, yeah. decisions were made. And I'm, I'm so sorry because what you've just described sounds, I mean, it would be just a wee treat this this Christmas for all of us, I think. Yeah. Um, just to hang out with Tay Tay. And <laughs> do, you, do you, if you're a fan of Tay Tay? Um, no, don't uh, start. <laughs> so, don't um, start. But no, I think Richard, we have uh, we've we've made it we've made a, a, a choice, and uh, and we're stuck with it. Yeah, and Rowan liked to remind me of it every now and then. And uh, in fairness, he looked at me with this steely glance. It sobered me up straight away, and he goes, "This song reminds me of you." Like, <laughs> Nothing yeah. was so bring you up, <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> but this song does genuinely remind me of you every time we play it. <laughs> This is this is the one. This is what could have been. Yeah, <clears throat> this is the one of me dancing around the fucking place like an idiot, like everybody else was when he played it. <laughs> so uh, this is Harbingers. that is not fun to fucking play i dare you oh it's it's great uh especially the end of that one it's 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 a whole lot of fun it's it appeals to me on a very meaty level you know it's <laughs> it's it's very beefy and i'm all about the beef all about the beef man and mm-hmm. the only thing that was missing was cowbell even though there was cowbell produced during the night <laughs> oh, dun, 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 dun. yeah Eddie, that's your fault, man. So, oh, damn it, Eddie. You left the ball drop on that one. Like, but I, I'm not one to hold grudges, you know. I thought we'd move on. I've said my piece about the song, and the the interesting thing about the title of that is that there's it came from there's like a thing called a Harbinger zip code, which is like, um, they're like there's zip codes where people tend to buy really unpopular products that fail or tend to choose losing political candidates, like they're whole communities oh. zip codes and it, it's like it's a marketing thing where they're like these people are terrible <laughs> so they have like a thing for that and then that's kind of how that ended up being like uh 
the title for that, just in case we want to. And, and that's the kind of lyrics behind it. Yeah, I mean that sort of disaffected thing comes through in that song, like. Um, but these harbingers of codes, that, you know, like people that uh, sort of house values are lower. Like it's, I suppose it's, it's an American way of like describing a working class area okay. in a lot of ways, and, and a lot of disaffect, like it, it you know that disaffectedness can come from like you know that sort of thing mm. i don't know what i'm trying to say but the, they seem to have this like weird terminology for it, like a harbinger zip code i thought that was kind of cool and then yeah uh also angry yeah and as, as i said it's like beastie boys meet so many other great influences we'll just jump in there which one have you got involved more so than anybody else with the design of the album and the artwork and the inlay sleeves, etc.? Um, to be honest, most of them, it's uh, we used Adam McCausland, same guy we used for the the sword cord stuff. Yeah. Um, and like I'd said to you before, like the, normally the brief for Adam is like he'll say, "What well, what would you like to see on it?" and you'll send him something, and he'll be like, "Here's something completely different." And you're yes. like, "Oh, thanks very much, man. That's class." Um. On that one, we did um a little bit more communication about it, um and like as soon as he sent that through, I was like, yes, this is this is brilliant, um, so um, but I think it was a, it was a lot. Quite, I mean, the Stork Lord was quite um, uh, the the actual image itself, like uh, was very the, the kind of the mosaic, yeah. sort of the structure of it was uh, uh was, was class, and in this one, he's using a completely different style. He, he's he's really into sort of um. Uh, properly drawing this stuff out now um and it's just yeah like the guy's fantastic at what he does absolutely fantastic had g originally planned to release it on cd what were you looking at physical copy boys i'm sure he looked at the vinyl situation and just went what the fuck yeah but like we're like like we're realistic about what we can achieve you know it's not um we know that we have a core group of 17 to 23 people who are really into what we do and given the cost of vinyl and and all and all the rest it's just it's not financially viable for us or for um in, in roger's case for for him to go down the vinyl route when we we know we just don't have that kind of level of support um but we're okay with that it's not it's not why we do the band um and to be honest, like originally this was going to be digital. I think Katie, wasn't it? It was uh, when it was just ourselves. I don't think we really were too fussed about releasing it as a, a physical copy. Christ, you're giving me the shivers here. Fuck's sake! Have you any consideration <laughs> for the older people? Like, yeah, we but... uh, we only play in the band so we can make our own clothes. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, it's, yeah, it's more just to hang out with each other at the weekend, just uh, <laughs> just, just to say hello and catch up. The band stuff comes secondary, um, but, but no, it's 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 just it's tough. Like and you, and you know yourself, like you um, for for getting your own things sorted as well, Richie. It's like the amount of money that you have to put into it to get the return, particularly like um, like I've had conversations with uh, like nomadic rituals as well, where, where they were saying it's like you put so much money in the stock, and then like a year and a half later, you're sitting looking at it going please somebody buy this there, yeah. there must be at least three small people out there who really like white t-shirts <laughs> and uh, but uh so it's it's tough like and it's um it's 
this is like this is a hobby for us you know it's like if we're if we're losing money then that's not good for friends as a hobby mm. and like bands I like, is... I like the idea sorry bro, I like the idea of the, the wee small run that we're doing so people who do want to have a physical copy can have one mm-hmm. and then anyone else can download it or stream it and means we get a copy of it too which is kind of cool yeah like I had an interview there with um, Carlo of Wormhole Death Records and them printing off CDs for bands is just like not even a fucking an issue like it's the they just spray them out because they're so cheap. Yeah. Like everybody from, I'd say, a certain age upwards just would like to have that in their hands. And yeah, at, same. look at the lyrics, look at um, the actual design, this digital age that we're in, you know, it suits people because they're of a certain age and that's all they're used to anyway, like from 13 up to whatever, 22, 23. But I mean, the fact that you're with course Monk Records you know, I would have hoped, and I didn't even know that that you had a CD, but I would have hoped that you would have demanded a physical copy of something. Like, I mean, Stark Lord was a physical copy as well. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But no, we, I mean, we had the conversation with Roger um, about the amount that we were going to get and like at every, like he'll confirm himself, like the amount of times where I was like, listen, man, I don't want you to put your money into something where you might not get that return. You know, it's like, as as much as band stuff is great crack and it's like well, brilliant we'll get this released and we'll do this and we'll do that mm-hmm. it's it's a very real process with very real financial implications for people like and yeah. and like it's it's fantastic for us to go through curse monk and roger has been like he's the loveliest guy to work with yeah. you know and there's just there's no fucking about with how he does things it's just mm-hmm. like here's what you get here's what i do and that, that like you couldn't ask for 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 anything better um but at the same time, like I think we're all we're all old enough to be fully aware of just how you know it's it's a difficult ask of people to say, look, you know, do you have ten pound, twenty pound to put towards this band thing that we're doing? Um, but equally at the same time, it's for us as as people with with jobs and families and and mortgages and all the rest, we there's only a certain amount of money that we could realistically put into this at mm-hmm. a sensible level. Yeah. So um so we we're very much kind of slow and steady wins the race rather than let's buy 500 vinyl and just watch it rot it's fair to say we're kind of like that's kind of like an, an ideological question that we all have different opinions of even in the band like in terms of like wh- what are we producing and like how much of it and like you know what is it really at the end of the day like uh we started off with like writing recording video release and we had that going for a while like in with the very early stuff and that seemed to be a good method then we did like the full album thing with like the lovely print and stuff like that then then mm. this one we kind of rolled it back a little bit just in terms of like quantities made and that sort of thing so we're kind of i think we're kind of experimenting as well a little bit like we've done because we we kind of went all out with the video thing with the mega <laughs> supreme as well and that was a lot of fun uh but like it is it is kind of like still kind of it, it depends on how you you feel about it because like do you put all the money into the music and then if, if you don't value your own music if you don't put it out for like a decent amount of money are you cheapening it or do you use that as a platform and then focus on something like t-shirts and other stuff mm. 
that's like a question like we often talk about like and we're kind of like not always on the same page with but we yeah. just we go with the consensus but yeah you know it's uh, the way i look at it right is is what you can set up when you're playing a gig yeah what can the what can the punter get when he pays in to see three or four bands the punter will always be drawn over to the merch side of things and that is where you'll either fall down or you'll do well because you'll have a choice of t-shirts it's just a physical thing it, it's very strange with metal fans because we've talked on about it on the show a lot of the time that metal fans yeah. want physical things <laughs> more so than most genres of music and um, more so than the dance side of things i would say indie would lean to it as well people want mm. the physical copies of of t-shirts merch vinyl whatever patches for metalers as well there's there's a few things there that um I suppose the, the average punter would expect of a band when he goes in to see them. We, Rowan and myself, we went over to see uh, Kevin and Steak in, in Bristol. Oh, so good. Right. Oh, uh, wow. Where, when was that? Uh, was it last month, month before? October? Yeah. Yeah. October. Yeah. Um, and we had, so, like, I'm a massive Kevin fan. Rowan and I both love Steak. Mm. Uh, if people haven't heard Steak, Jesus, go and check Jesus that out. Jesus Christ, go, go look at it. <laughs> They're fucking amazing live as well. Yeah. And um, I know Jake Wallace had messaged me about them a couple of years ago. He's like, dude, this is going to be right up your alley. And it was like, mm. fucking hell it is. It yeah. was. Um, it very much was. Um, but myself and Ron had went over um, and like we went in and we're we're at that level now where we, certainly for a cave-in gig, um, cave-in fans tend to be all like late to, Late thirties, mid forties, disposable income. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it's kind of <laughs> um. There's there's a vibe about the, the sort of guys who go there. Um. But we we had went in very much with the idea of like like Ron and I had both checked out like set list ahead of time. The um. And I was sending him pictures of like here's the merch stand as it is at the gig before. You know, let's look at these. Jesus, like, proper fans. That was like oh man, but like little nerds. <laughs> like the, the show was that was twenty pound a ticket, and like the idea of just like for, it was a small venue it was two amazing bands like and mm -hmm. when you've got bands who so rarely come into the uk for those sort of shows yeah. you do want to support them because it is that message mm -hmm. to say look we will do as much as we can to you to help you come like to think that this would be a viable option to come back again you yeah. know and um and also fucking hell new new band t-shirts is the, the best thing in the world ever everybody knows that that's just that's rule number one um but Rowan had bought uh, an LP, a steak LP, which, which he didn't own. I had to take that in the green bus home. <laughs> he fucking carried that by hand, not even with a bag, but carried this fucking LP from our B&B, like all the way to the airport, ran to get his flight, carrying the LP. It was literally the last thing I seen was him running down the tunnel with his fucking LP swinging around. Um, so you're absolutely right. Like, the, like people will buy physical stuff. Like it's, it's in, in many cases, like it's, 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 it is very much part of keeping a band alive, but at the same time, it's part of the experience as well. It's not yeah. just seeing the band. It's yeah. it's like, Eddie has a wild but, reputation for losing t-shirts after a show. He's a wild man for band merch. And then like, lads, I have lost that. <laughs> so. But that's that's nearly a very, very sort of like uh, Irish thing. You're sort of saying like, we don't want to bother people with our merch. Like, you know, like, yeah. but like we probably should. And like, you make a great point. Like, why would it be any different for anyone else like when i go see a band like i want this stuff like i want to mm. i want to wear it and 
uh, and, like promote it and that sort of thing. So I suppose that's that's a good point. Like, because often the best conversations, the best conversations in the world, is somebody stopping somebody going, "I love your T-shirt." Yes, mm. I did that the other day with the Destiny shirt. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. like I remember the Deftones in the in the '90s. That's how old I am. And they had like they seemed to have an, a different shirt. All like they had all these different shirts, and like it was like what, like you could so nearly sort of tell what album they came in on depending on the shirt they had. There was one like if you were, uh, uh, like there was the one with the, the cat and stuff on, and then they like they just had all these different things in Metallica font, and you mm-hmm. were like wanted to. It was like Pokemon for <laughs> like the nineties, like you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I don't, yeah. Uh, the thing is, like, it costs so much to get a huge print run done, and then you're sat with it. That's the only thing. Yeah. And we, it's n- inevitably someone comes on and goes, "Do you have like a seven XL?" You're like, <laughs> "Don't have that, man." Happened to me today. <clears throat> it happened to me today. One seven XL, but it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake! Like, I only got like two of them, and of course, somebody then is looking for a third one, and yep. you're just like going. I'm going to be caught yeah. with like fucking four or five of them. Like, yeah. And you feel terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right. First layer of skin, track number six. disappointed being truthful that wasn't played good or not is this some something that's a difficult song to play live or is there just it took me about 10 hours to record that okay i don't know what it was i couldn't make my brain we were so tired at one point in the studio like it wasn't 10 hours but like uh, i have some kind of aversion to that and that i think I guess it didn't fit as as heavy as the other stuff in the set. Like some, like the other songs just have a lot more punch to it. That yes. one's more like gr- like gradual. Yeah. Speaking for myself here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and like That's funny, you should mention Beastie Boys earlier. There's like a bit in that like disco break in. Yeah. Hey, like That's that bit was pure Beastie Boys. Mm. This is Hammer of this album, I think. It's uh. It's one that I really like to listen to. I really like to play, but just uh, sort of gets pushed out of the sea. We have a finite amount of time in the set. Oh, absolutely, um, and and I think Ron made a good point there. It's it's not as hefty as the rest of them. Yeah, yeah, mm. but I like that one. It's uh, it's probably the most sort of pop punky sort of vibe. Yeah. To it. Um, I know I was listening to a good bit of the Bronx when we started writing that. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Um, that just, middle section it. on the drums, just like I, yeah. I, I'm sick of it all, is what I always hear. <laughs> I fucking love that. The fucking when those drums kick in, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That might be the first time I've heard that since we recorded it. Oh, that one will be called that one Circulies, I think. Yeah, it was Circulies. Yeah. So that's the oldest Mother Bear song, Richie. That one's from 2012, so that's 10 years old again now. What? You're shitting yeah. me. Jesus. Yeah, it was like an early demo from way back that didn't like it didn't even surface until like a couple of years ago. Um, and and it's, it's a great track. And of course, it just didn't hit me at the time that it didn't match up with the heft because like like that's what it was yeah. all about Friday. It was just all mm. about the heft. Like I mean, yeah, no, like I mean, in terms of the the writing, like it's a great yeah. Song. The only thing, uh, like I struggled with the recording, like putting it down. I just couldn't like. I don't know what it was, if it was fatigue or something like that there. But like in terms of like the way it was written, I think Mo, was that one of yours? Yeah, it was from way back, yeah. But like I, I don't think uh, I think that's like re- like us retro act retrospectively looking at it like say like I think we just didn't include it in the set because the other songs were had more like heft in them. But um I I don't think we we struggle with the delivery of the vocals, or is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I was just wondering about that. It's 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 still not discounted, and it might make an appearance on one of your sets later on down the line, maybe. I think it would help because it's 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 in that sort of like harbinger's pitch, yeah. like where it's like mm. da, 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 da. yeah, yeah. It, it's heavy. It's heavy when we play it in the room. Like it's a lot heftier yeah. than. Um, I think that's just the nature of it. it? All the amps up, full fucking help. Any opinion yeah. of it, Dave? I think it's the only one on the album I don't know how to play. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's never been on option. It seriously hasn't, no. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to go back to the drawing board here, boys. I'm going to have to learn <laughs> things again. It starts uh, on nine. Okay, I nine? Can't it starts on nine. You just take it from there. Perfect. Yes. Okay, we'll so be in the same boat. Title track, You Will Need Gods. Um, did we discuss this? I'm not sure. because We did not. It was called Bloodletting. What was the the title change and the decision to make it as the title of the album? It's a it's a great title actually. I'll leave it up to you. We had some arguments about the title of this album. <laughs> <laughs> we had we had <laughs> fucking weeks of just going, no, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, the um, I think I mean Ron could say more about how how we got to where we got to, but I think the primarily i think the the majority of that conversation was what are we naming the album and that was i mean it's a fucking struggle it was a real fucking struggle i never want to name an album again ever i don't think we should ever even consider naming anything that we release ever the songs could be whatever the fuck and then we'll just call them collection three just enjoy shut up yeah Um, (laughs) and was it the same drama with stark lord as well no, because Storklord was um, it had a theme. <laughs> it, had, it had a theme, and like the okay. the idea of Storklord came from another band that I had gigged with years before, where they had this fake album. So I was like, I want to make a real album from that fake album that was called Storklord. Okay. So like lyrically, that all came okay. from that then. So, but this yeah. one was just blank canvas. So, so we had to retrofit some of the like storyline to it. So like I had it in my I had it in my head felt to see in my head was called Peric Victory. And I had this like Roman style space Romans 
like I don't kind of thing going on where like legionnaires that Jeez. you know that, did you that say whole, romance romance like oh like I thought you said ro- romance like, no <laughs> <laughs> that'd be way better <laughs> so these romans were in love space with space love story yeah, mm. yeah. one in the middle in of space. space yeah yeah <laughs> so so like that's so uh yeah so I had this weird thing about that and we kind of met at this you know you will need god's thing i just had this like idea of like this big like fighting the sun and stuff like that there and then mo was like stop stop that and uh so we came to like this thing of because of the whole all the stuff started emerging out of it really like the dystopia the disaffectedness and all that stuff because and because it was in COVID as well everyone was pissed off like mm. so i was more pissed off than usual and then so we kind of were like you know yeah this is like a yeah like a situation where like there's no rules like everything's just fucked you will need guards and then it just came out like and we, but when we hit that it was going back and forth with like what about this and then there was like names of stars and all sorts of other stuff going back and forth and then when we hit on you will need guards it was like yes and then we then revised all the tracks. So we sat with all the, the names oh, of the tracks. And we're like, Jesus. can't have Silver Black Ops. Can't have this. Can't have yeah. that. And Bloodletting was actually okay. Mm. But then just it kind of suited the thing to be only Gods. Because then we had a title track. Yeah. That's my version. I might have a different version. No, that's a good version. I like that version. Yeah. Well, that's the official. The Chalice. There's a few song titles then that will add into that. Yeah. Yeah. It was that idea of like... Yeah, it's like Omega otherworldly. Supreme, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Omega okay. Supreme is like from Transformers and stuff, but like, yeah, exactly. That was the biggest. Yeah, Transformer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and it's as Sears uh, dose of sludge as well. It's really heavy. I remember that live. It was like being lost in a fucking sea there. There was serious bodies being and shapes thrown at the front of the stage for that, man. Yeah. It's great to have a track like that, that uh, you actually know when you're about to kick into it, that there will be a pit there. There will be people fucking going nuts for that. Like, Then you will need gods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, yeah, like we funny we, again after the Friday thing, we were kind of like, we'd got some of the set footage back and there was, there was definitely points where like, that's a fucking mosh pit. 
<laughs> that's actually people like really enjoying what yeah. like this is very bizarre and surreal um but it like um and even from that i mean we could see there's a couple of songs where it's like shit that i wouldn't like divine treason was one as well where it's like yes that's where people are going fucking nuts there and it's good as well because now that we have that kind of visual feedback i guess it, it helps us with shaping the set yeah because you couldn't rely of... on andy to even be looking up ron and Andy like what does he know about gigs like he's just got his eyes closed <laughs> fucking head banging away in the background in a different world like so i'm glad there's footage there so he can learn from it like especially you and uh, well i was as surprised as he was <laughs> <laughs> i was just cranking up laughing at andy like i mean in a parallel universe man he must have been having great fun as well <laughs> That would be that would be Owen's influence. <laughs> yeah, Owen, uh, Owen, uh, Owen nearly killed that gig for all of us. And we just saying that now, slung from a tree, band saboteurs, yes. band saboteurs, do not be stay, anywhere near stay Owen. Away, stay away for at least an hour before you're set. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> fucking hell, that boy <laughs> is a fucking danger. But yeah, no, um, yeah, that was, I mean, it was fucking brilliant to play live and like yes. those. Like those those sorts of riffs as well, where you're just you're just swinging your arm into the guitar. Yes. Like it doesn't. Yeah. It's almost like there doesn't need to be any sort of cohesion or no. frets or fingers or any of that shit. You just fucking smash the guitar in the same rhythm that the idiot's hitting the drums and it yeah. just. But that's there are nice little touches in it. Like that's one of your bad boys. That one, Mo. Mm. And like there's like that. There's just little small things, and then like in the second verse, there's like. There's like a little chord going in underneath everything. Like there's just little sprinkles and stuff in it that are like, mm. like it's that it's thumping all the way through. And then there's just like and Dave adding cool the yeah. Dave adding the fat then as well at the back. Yeah, the, the, this is one of my favorite ones to play live, just because it it just does have that that primal sort of beat to it, and it's not not sepulchre or primal, but you know. It's, yeah, it's close enough it's though, man. Just. It bangs, it slaps, I think, is that what the kids say? It slaps. <laughs> it, it goes hard. Yeah, it's yeah. like a panzer division there, man, and you're with AD and yourself, the rhythm section. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it was the standout it, track of the night. I think you said that sort of that run at the end of the set with the, with the, this one and the, was the next nuts. couple tracks. It's just, that that's my favorite part of the set. It's just, yeah, it's... It makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Me too, to be honest. I really fucking enjoy the last half of our set. Fuck, <laughs> fuck the first half, but I really enjoy the second half. Oh, first half? First half, guys, come on. I know. That that bit there is that bit of the set's murder is row for me. That's when my vocal cords are just basically like a broken cat flap, just going. <laughs> <laughs> Witnessing Sky Pilot as well, their last few songs. Jesus Christ. Mm again like it was just that 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 just the night itself just lent it to fucking seriously brilliant hef at at the end of every set you know um, it was class start to finish man really, it was, really it was absolute it. brilliant but, lineup they have those like trance like riffs that yeah, ride out the exactly. end of the song and then with the, the and like credit to andy with the lights and everything there it's just like yeah everything is just starting to like and even Soma have like a bit, it just felt like it was like a synth wave thing at some points as well. Like That's there were just so nuts. many cool bits and like, yeah, oh, I had a great time. Yeah. There's a lot of gurning going on. <laughs> <laughs> Omega Supreme. We'll give this a blast and then we'll talk about it.
would have thought you'd have to get used to acting in front of a green screen. Hmm? Not really. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he took that like a duck to water. Yeah, natural uh, fucking makeup was the worst shit he ever. Fucking hated it, and he looks so I, much fun. I sent a picture to his wife, and I was like, "Look how amazing he looks." And Ron was like, mm, "Fuck you!" <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. It was, yeah, absolutely. Fair yeah. play to anyone that puts it on every night. That it was uncomfortable. <clears throat> it was... was maybe the crappy pre like pound shop hair I had on as well. That was <laughs> bad as well. <laughs> how did you script that? We didn't. You didn't. You must we have didn't. had some we fucking mad though. idea. Yeah, we had. So the, uh, Rowan had sent me this footage. Oh, it's fucking amazing. I would recommend it to anybody. It's, uh, this one Japanese guy, right? He has. What is act- it? Would have to be Japanese. Oh, man. He, this guy, he acted out an entire Godzilla movie, but he played all of the parts and sang, so the, he sang the entire, entire soundtrack. And then when Godzilla's meant to appear, and he's like, <laughs> it's the weirdest fucking noise but we, we i'll send it to you it's fantastic it is so so good um we <laughs> we were going to try and do something sort of similar to that um and we were going to use like cardboard boxes for buildings and stuff um and like like everything these things start off as like fantastic ideas and then on the day we've actually done nothing about it and it's like <laughs> what can we do um and like originally i think we were going to use face paint and stuff and then Eddie was like no fuck this i've just found this like dinosaur mask online and then rowan was fucking <laughs> david bowie suit that he's okay <laughs> uh look at that shit there um and we we went up to um Brilliant. did we film the outdoor stuff first i can't remember well I uh, yeah no we did the we did inside we did, we did, we yeah stuff and then the next week we visited Exxon and ran about like Egypt oh yeah yeah there's so many people dogs people genuinely walking. asking us what are you doing and we're like well, I'm in a basically in a leotard and he's in a dinosaur mask and we're basically punching each other in the park <laughs> <laughs> is that not okay <laughs> yeah it was uh, it was interesting for those that are listening in audio Rowan has a kind of buzz light chair helmet on his head stop listening on audio and watch the video (laughs) we we had like we had a bunch of like random props and we just sort of brought them all together and steve had a lot of like really cool lighting and ad had a a green screen and alana had a green screen my wife and we just brought it all together and we just like what can we do with it ad brought in all these effects like helicopters (laughs) coming down we so we did a couple of testers and then we basically put it together and it was, yeah. it was whose glorious. idea was it to throw Andy into a fucking news studio? That we we had like a so we we kind of had like the, this part and that part when we knew it was going to be Eddie and Rowan as the dinosaur and the space yeah. guy, and then between the rest of it, it was just like right we need like a pilot we need a gunner we need a and, and I think I I happen like for work reasons I have formal suitery so okay. I was like right okay I can bring a jacket and a keyboard. Um, okay. that keyboard that, was minging by the way it was fucking stinking I get so much my Shan my wife was just like, could you take that keyboard and I'm like yeah she goes did you clean it and I'm like no she goes you're a dirty fucking prick um, but uh, but like yeah like Steve had like a fucking like military looking cap and then Dara had like a military jacket and so it was it was just kind of who can do what and then because Dara is so like, just 
because he's not on the call, I can say this, but like he's so fucking lovely looking. He's so handsome. Um, <laughs> and we were just like, let's get him as the newscaster because he's just got that lovely fucking presentable face. Um, but uh, and then we had what are that fucking skeleton? Was that viewers one? You had that I've got, We have Halloween decorations amongst yeah. all the other decorations in the attic. So it was just it was absolute potluck. Um, that all that shit came together, and I like. I have never laughed as hard. Like, Yeti was kind of posting, like, over about three weeks. They would just kind of get these, like, three or four second clips where he's just like, check this out. And you're like, fuck me. <laughs> like, this it is was different. freezing as well. It was not warm. Really? Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. It was, it was about, was it like, was it October <laughs> or February or something? It was I don't like, even remember. But no, it was a lot of fun. I was sort of inspired by those. I don't know if you've ever seen them. But... Ugandan action yeah. movies that are up on the internet with like the really bad CGI and oh. sort of want to make it look as shit as possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the crack. No, yeah. it worked out but really also well. better than our video. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's a, it's a classic and uh congratulations on that. It was such great fun. Everybody loved it that uh, I talked anyway in the metal scene, it was fucking hilarious. And like it's it's great it's great just to take the pace and just celebrate oh. being not too serious and just have a laugh. That's, I think that's us three and three to be honest. Yeah. Like we uh, take take the rest seriously, but absolutely nothing else about it is <laughs> anything more than the best crack. Like why yeah. why would you why yeah. would you do any different? You know I mean? And it's a cracking song as well. The song title itself. What what inspired that crazy idea for that song? Transformers. All right, so yeah, Transformers. It was originally called Stabs, I think, because it has it was Stabs. Yeah. yeah, Stab City. We called it Stabs, and then Rowan um, wrote some Transformers stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then off it went then. There's a line, yeah. do you know what? There's there's a line at the start of it where Reedy and I, like I remember we were having this conversation going, did he, did he just say that? But I'm not going to say what it was that we thought he said, but what Rowan actually says is, but I am Maradona, man. <laughs> okay. right? yeah. But if you were to listen to that, not knowing what he's saying, it sounds like something else. And like, there's a couple of points where like, whenever that kind of period comes in where the lyrics happen yeah. and you're kind of reading them going, what the fuck? What 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 has he said? What has he said? There's gonna be something. There's gonna be something so offensive in here, just just so blatantly horrible to people, and uh, like on that one, like he like, and kudos to you. Like I first time I listened to it, he's like, did he just say that? And then when I went back and saw the lyrics, I was like, no, he didn't. Conscience is clear. Everything's fine. But that that's it was another me. angry rant beginning. And yeah. Then, but there's a bit at the end as well. It sounds like. Uh, was I am Beyonce and it sounds like I am Beyonce, am Beyonce. and now yeah. I keep saying I am Beyonce whenever we play it live because I can't get that out of my head uh, so thanks for that guys <laughs> classic man we'll all look out for that for, for the next live show okay the second last track is Nora War.
that's another one of my favorites that didn't make the live set. Tell me it's going to make an appearance on an album launch. Yes. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It's a great song, lads. I love it. Actually. We need to move it up the set so my broken cat flap can handle the beginning yeah. part. That's been that it was. I think we actually did play it for a while. We played it as part of the pharmacy yeah. set, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. did yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So yeah, it was just it would have been bumped for time. Uh, was the only one, but that's it's easy to play. It's fucking it's it's class fun. And it's it just, is class. Yeah, and yeah. great vocals as well, Ron. For that. Thank you. You'll have to put no, that at the start. Of... Start to the set. You're saying, yeah, in the first few songs. Yeah, or well, just further up where where my voice hasn't turned to pedal. Yeah, but if, if yeah, it's just like it's we everyone got to put all their delays and effects on for that there, so that mm. was just like pedal board jazz. Mm. Everyone just put everything on and like wouldn't go cheap. Yeah, it was it's great fun to record that one. Yeah. Is there going to be a launch show? Correct. Is it announced yet? I- um, we, we think have, you're at it. Yeah, you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't really do stuff for a change. Like if if like if, if we're, with with Starklord as well. Like Jake says, do you want to play Crypt of the Rift? And we're like, yeah, man, let's use that to launch Starklord. And with this one, we were like, let's use this one to launch this album. But we just didn't tell anybody and just kept that to ourselves. So um, I think also the release date kind of feed release date kind of feeds into that because 23rd is really odd time to. Yeah. I'm not accepting that What's as an excuse. I'm not right. accepting. <laughs> you can go fuck off. You're not here, doing here, this here, now. There's going to be a proper launch. Here's what's going to happen. So this thing comes out on the 23rd. Jesus Christ, fucking hell. So it comes out on the 23rd. Everybody that's listening who has stayed with this podcast so far. Oh, Jesus. I, I want you to do yourselves a favor and buy this album. Yes, because It's fucking lovely and we'll put a lot of work into it. And, and then you do Christmas a launch Day, show it then. We will launch that record straight into your ears through the the, the medium of whatever you you've bought it on. So and then don't listen some... to them, people. Don't listen don't... to them. They're fucking doing <laughs> a launch show in January or February, and if the metal cell has to put something behind it, it'll happen. It's as simple we, as that. I, we do. We um. I think we we'll, should we'll think do... about that actually. Yeah, because we we, ha- we haven't anything booked for next year, mostly because I've been lazy as fuck and haven't really sorted anything. But um, Jesus if if the siege guys are listening we love you and uh, <laughs> um um yeah, uh, yeah. but like like we're definitely like our next our next show will i think will be in uh in ireland for sure like we're not um like we'll p- play belfast the, like last week so it'll be a while i think before we're, we're back there so okay i would say limerick cork would definitely be on the cards nice. if anybody's listening and we'd like five handsome boys <sighs> to come, come down and smother you with riffs we will happily do so okay That's well, we should do it in the midlands we'll do a belly british launch see yeah. what happens that would be fucking class Can't there's a shit down the end of the road here <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyway, that song has to be heard live. Um, I haven't heard it live yet and looking forward to it. Uh, the last track, Divine Treason, um, an obvious closer, probably. Hmm. I think so, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think at the end just sort of lends itself quite well. Um, yeah. the, 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 record, the record and the gig, and we'd like to finish with that because of that big beefy outdoor at the end of it. Yeah. I think it was the last thing we recorded as well, wasn't it? Because that was like right at right at the end of that. Um we had to sort of go back in and sort of uh uh Rome was like doing like additional vocals mm-hmm. and the the last line and that the I doom you all, like we 
we we kind of we'd done so much, and then you you had been singing a part, and you could hear where your voice was like shredded. Yeah, uh, and it was just like, can we capture this? Can we like? I want you to fucking scream this as hard as you can. So literally, the last thing you hear in this album is Rowan's voice just shitting itself right at the end of the recording session. Um, yeah. and it's a fucking it's a great line to an album. Just saying, I doom you all. Go fuck yourselves. Thanks for buying this. <laughs> but uh, it is like I don't like as as he said, like it's a perfect way to close the album. Like it's just it, and it's so much fun to play as well. And it's different for us as well. Like it's it's not um it's heavy in a different way for sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, give it a blast. by the fucking album everybody <laughs> and that is the final track of you will need gods and uh congratulations on that lads it's a fucking as we call it down cork it's a banger thank you thank you very much okay so we've covered everything big shout out to rog uh monk records for releasing this it's out on the 23rd of december and I was absolutely honoured to witness it live in Voodoo last Friday. Uh, there's footage up there. Check out the lads. I'm sure there's a Bandcamp page there for you advertising this as well. Or is yeah, it just, Curse Monk or what? Um, so Curse Monk are doing the pre-orders. And then from the 23rd, um, you can buy it from either uh, from them or from us through the Bandcamp. Okay. Or all major streaming platforms. Yes. Love it. All right, in the back of my car. Or the back of his car, yep. Or the back of some venue next year where we will see Molar Bear live, preferably down south. And We will um, be down. Yes. We, yeah. It's our, so good, always good our favourite gigs coming, coming down, so like it, it's definitely happening. So yeah. Yeah, and you always have a good time down south. I never love it. Yeah, you do. Fucking Fairness, love it. Yeah. And yep. Regretfully, I missed the car gig. I think I was called in for work. I was going to wear a fucking gold suit and shit like that for some <laughs> plan or some interview or something. I can't remember. Can't remember was that the one know. where the, the someone won the cork win the sports games and we were unloading <laughs> gear and there was like it looked like we'd rolled into a ghost town 
because everyone was in oh, watching. Oh, it the was, final. it was, yeah, it was the final, yeah. And then my wife texts me, goes, "Cork's gonna win this," and <laughs> I literally got the message. And then we were like loading gear out. The next thing, all you heard was like the whole city just go. Oh. And we were like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and then it was like awesome okay. after that. Like yeah. it was just such a good night. Yeah, wasn't <clears throat> it lucky? It wasn't fucking Elton John or something like that? Like Jesus. Who knows? <laughs> There's definitely a love for you down here, lads. And, you know, please God. It's mutual. There's definitely enough people involved in the scene that watch and listen to this that can make it happen. So uh, for those that are listening and watching still after this marathon session, I just re-emphasize again, please buy the album. You will need God. And uh, it's a fantastic album. And thank you very much, man. There, it is well covered in our awards certainly which will be coming out after this so Aid, Rowan all of us Dave <laughs> and Andy I got stuck <laughs> yeah. for Dara Dara yeah big yeah. shout out to Dara who didn't make it tonight and uh, listen lads thanks for coming on the show and I much appreciate that thank you very much for having me thanks for no worries. everything cheers Richie appreciate it yeah. and uh, crucially sports love good night we love you <laughs>